care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. All right, what's going on, everybody? Uh, today we have another very special guest. He is an awesome person. He is a business consultant. And uh, I'll let you speak. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name's John Hopper, and I'm from just outside of Detroit, Michigan. I actually live in uh, Plymouth, Michigan, which is a suburb of um, Detroit. And uh, I'm a business consultant, and I help uh, typically significantly larger companies um, with their businesses. But I didn't start that way. I started out helping smaller people. And uh, I think I have you know something to add to the podcast here. I have a lot of uh, experience and things I could help with, you know, for free. I could take some time out of my schedule and talk to you guys and see if maybe I could drop some bombs and help you out a little bit with your business along the way. So I wanted to do it. Awesome. And I love it. So let's get into your uh, background a little bit. How did you get into doing what you're doing now? Like what okay. made you want to go into it? Sure. How did you so start? what were you doing before? So it's, it's evolution. Okay. So, um, you know, and you know, this is, we'll start right here, right? So this is how business works. You start in one place and you end up someplace else, right? So we'll look at Walt Disney. They own Pixar, okay? But that's not where they started. They started with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right? They didn't even start with Disneyland or Disney World. That was all evolution. It came along the way, right? So I'm a big believer in wherever you're at today doesn't define what's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be a completely different thing tomorrow than it is today. The important thing is that we keep walking down the path because as soon as we stop, we're done. Had Walt Disney stopped at any point along that way, he wouldn't own Fox. He wouldn't own Pixar. He wouldn't own Disney World. He wouldn't own Disneyland. So once you start walking, you have to keep going. So now I'll circle back around to the question you asked me how I got to where I'm at. So I don't want to go way, way, way back because it's a long story, 21 years in the making. But you could talk recent, as much as you want. Right. Okay. So so recently, you know, not too in the in the near too distant future, I was helping businesses with specifically employees. So I had a lot of problems with employees in my career. And I said, this is something that, you know, other businesses need help with as well. So we should offer that service and help them with it. And by evolution, right, you start in one place and you go someplace else. I've been able to add different offerings onto um, what I do to be able to help with different things. I've been able to add the Disneyland and add the Disney World and add the Pixar, and then eventually you ultimately end up doing full service consulting work, right? So you are still helping with employees, but you're also helping with sales. You're also helping with marketing. You're also helping with um, expansion and growth and cost savings. So you end up, you know, full service, you do, you do it all. And that's how I got to where I'm at today in, in helping with, um, you know, everything across the board in a business if they need it. <clears throat> so what were some of those, because this is something I like talking about with different people, um, especially people that are really good in what they do. Um, what were some of those difficulties you yourself faced? You said some of them like, you know, hiring employees or dealing with employees. What also were some of the struggles you had from when you first started going down your business journey? And maybe if you have any struggles now, what were some of those struggles and difficulties you encountered? Well, I mean, you know, one, one struggle that most businesses have, I, I believe, at least I had in my career, was consistency. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like a roller coaster, you know, it's up and down and up and down and up and down. And, you know, you're, you're you know, it's, they call it feast or famine, you know, you're at the top or you're at the bottom. So all of those things, um, you know, I believe are universal. So if somebody has that problem, you know, I'm sure there were points along the way. I know Steve Jobs is an excellent example. I mean, he spent most of his career at Apple at the bottom of the roller coaster. He was fired from the company for 12 years. He didn't work there for 12 years. He was fired. He owned it, but his CEO said, you're out, right? So a lot of businesses have to ride the bottom of that roller coaster. And for me, I would say that's something that I've definitely had to do. You know, I mean, I joke about it. But it's not a joke. It's true. You know, there's been more times over the past 21 years that, you know, I had an overdrawn bank account and a stack of bills halfway to heaven that I did not know how I was going to pay. That's common. 
right? That's normal. That happens. Now, what a lot of businesses will do is they'll handle that problem with debt. So they'll go out and they'll go, okay, well, let's go get a line of credit for a million dollars or 500,000 or, you know, 1.5 million or whatever, and we'll pay that off. And then they live worried about how they're going to handle that debt, right? So now they got to service the debt in order to pay off. And that's a lot of times we see a business fail. That's why, because they just have a lot of debt. And you know, that's what took Toys R Us down. A lot of people think Toys R Us failed because of Amazon. And that's just not true. They had a lot of debt. They weren't able to service the debt. They weren't able to remodel their stores. They weren't able to expand because they were sitting on six billion, literally six billion dollars in debt. Oh. And the payment on that was like six hundred million dollars a month or something like that. It was some stupid amount of money. And uh, they couldn't service the debt. Uh, Sixty million, I think. They couldn't service the debt, and they went bankrupt. So um, you know, cash flow and consistency, I would say, are you know probably the biggest challenges myself and most business owners face. Mm. So you brought that to another topic that I was actually wanting to discuss with you. Uh, what are some of the most common mistakes you have seen in businesses and with business owners? Well, what is the most common and how is it that you help people solve those? Well, mostly with what I deal with today, I don't have to worry about them because we've evolved to a larger clientele. So I don't have really have the problem anymore. But a lot of times what happens is when somebody starts a business, it's because they're good at it right? So they're working for somebody else. Nobody comes out of the womb owning a business, right? So we all start working for somebody else, right? And then we think we're good enough at it that we can, you know, do it on our own, right? And then what they believe is they believe just the effort and the skill that they have to bring to the table is all they should have to bring to the table. And what I say is you need a lot of money too. It's not just going to be you. You have to spend money to get to where you're going, right? You're not going to be able to, you know, I promise you if in, you know, in the beginning of the day, if, if Joe Rogan would have had to have gotten on a plane and flew to New York or California or, you know, South Florida or Europe or wherever he had to go to get, you know, uh, a, a spot with, you know, a really amazing person on his podcast, he would have done it, mm -hmm. right? He's willing to do whatever I got to do. You know, now as time evolves, he doesn't have to do that, but, you know, in the beginning, you know, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes. So you have to invest money into it. It's just not going to, you're just not going to show up with your skills and your talent. And you think because you, you're, you're good at what you do that you don't got to pay. You have to pay to play. Right. So, <clears throat> so I think this is an important topic, especially in today's time, because obviously, as we've seen with COVID, there's tons of business be being shut down. They're talking about another possible lockdown, especially in different cities, different states. So a lot of people lost a lot of their investments. They lost a lot of money, you know, in their business, you know, everything, uh, a lot of their business got shut down permanently. So how can people win during times like COVID? Obviously, this is like a once in a lifetime thing. But still, if I think if you could win during a time like COVID, I think you could win yeah. during any time. So, so yeah. what are some good strategies that people can win during times like this? So, so I actually wrote a, a thing on this. I wrote a um, a PDF document. I think it was about fifteen pages long or something like that. Back in March, you know what you can do uh, to win. You know, in a in a time like this, and there's a lot of things you can do. But you know, the challenge is everybody has a different problem, right? So I don't know that I feel comfortable, you know, necessarily advising somebody on what to do at a time like this, when their situation could be unique, right? But here's what I would say. I mean, first and foremost, you have to keep cash flowing. Because if you spend your last dollar, it is really, 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 really hard to get that next dollar. If you run out of money, that is my rule number one, Never, ever, 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 no matter what, run out of money. Never. Because if you are at zero, it's really hard to get that next dollar, right? If you've got $5 to start with, it's easier to get the next dollar. If you've got a million dollars, it's easier to get the next dollar. If you've got no dollars, you're in trouble. You almost got to get a job, right? <laughs> you got to do something to get the money back. So you don't want to run out of money. So, I mean, I would say that's something you definitely got to do. Um, you know, don't save your way into it. But, you know, I mean, like I'm thinking specifically right now, industries that are really hurting, as an example, are restaurants, mm -hmm. right? Those are 
those are brutal. And so for me to say, here, go, well, this is what you should do with your business. And, you know, I don't know exactly what business they're in, you know, that business particular, I mean, a universal conversation I can have with everybody is don't run out of money, whatever you got to do, um, you know, make sure you've got cash flow coming in. So when it comes to cash flow, um, what are some of those problems that people have? Like, for example, I know you work with sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. So, so in, in these times, what can help if you want, if you want to say like a couple of strategies or something like that, that can help in sales and marketing to bring in more sales. Like you said, for restaurants, you said you may not be able to specifically because everybody has a different problem, but what about other businesses? Like I have a product, I'm trying to sell the product, but you know, um, I have a store, but obviously you want to move online and like, what are the different ways of marketing in, in today's time? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, and I'm glad you asked this question because it's going to go into something that works really well. So, um, I believe marketing today, and we're doing this interview in 2020, and I believe going forward, um, and I talk about this in my program and things that I do is, you know, I want to back up for a minute. We're going to go back 30 years ago. Okay. 30 years ago, every penny, pretty much every penny that you spent was spent within a 30 mile radius of your house or less. Most of the money was spent within a five mile radius of your house. You would go buy your groceries up the street. You would buy your clothes up the street. You know, you would, you know, go get your lawnmower up the street. You know, anything that you purchased essentially was done right in your own community. And that was 30 years ago, say 1990, right? And now with the invention of the internet, what has happened is people can spend every single penny that they have right now and every single penny that they're going to ever make the rest of their life in the next 10 minutes. Because you can buy literally globally and never leave the house. So what's happened is the consumer who's on a cash flow basis, right? They've got a certain amount of money coming in and only a certain amount of money can go out, right? They have become extremely cautious in spending the money, extremely cautious. You know, they're not going to come out and tell you, hey, I only have $80 in the bank. They're not going to tell you that, but that might be the case, right? So we're not necessarily, when we're marketing to somebody, we're trying to sell to somebody, we're not necessarily trying to do that today. What we're trying to do is build a relationship with them, build a level of trust with them, and build an understanding with them that when you do, in fact, need something, we're here for you, right? When McDonald's runs an ad on TV for a Big Mac, they do not expect anybody to jump up off the couch and go buy it. They don't expect that at all. However, they do want you to know of them and think of them. And when you're driving down the street, you can, you know, swing in there and, you know, buy a Big Mac and they do $21 billion a year in sales because they do that. And and that's where we're at with marketing right now. Okay, I believe that's what works. You have to make yourself basically friends with the people. I know that sounds like it's crazy and, you know, my gosh, how would you do that? But, you know, that's what it is. You know what I mean? The vast majority of the people who use Facebook like the platform. They like that their friends are on it. The people who use Google like the platform, right? The people who use iPhones, they like their iPhones, right? So these companies have done a really good job of building relationships with these people so that they trust them, right? And then when they're ready to make a purchase, they make a purchase. So now I want to swing into the other thing that you said is, you know, what can people do, okay? And I believe for the most part, most people have an answer. It might not be the only answer, but they have an answer in their head. They can figure it out themselves for the most part. There are certain things that they won't know how to do, and they might need to hire an expert like myself to help or, you know, somebody else. They might have to go watch a YouTube video or, you know, listen to a podcast or do something else. But for the most part, people know a lot. Their brains are pretty smart. They got a lot of information in there, and they don't necessarily know how to organize it. Mm -hmm. So what I did for people, and this is totally free, was I created a planner. And planners don't work because planners have turned into calendars. And when you open up a planner and you look at it, it's got a 30-day spread in there. And it's got, you know, Monday through Sunday. And then, you know, it's got, you know, four weeks of the month. And you're supposed to write down everything you're supposed to do in the box. And it doesn't work because 
what'll happen is, oh, well, that didn't get done on Tuesday, but now I got this to do on Thursday and that to do on Friday. So I'm not gonna be able to circle back to that even though I didn't finish it on Tuesday. And what happens is it doesn't end up happening. So I've been doing this for at least 20 years, maybe longer, okay? And it's very, very simple. It is this, what do I want? What is it that I want? And then I write down, why do I want it? And then I write down, how am I going to get it? And you never stop in that how column until you have it. Never quit. You go, 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 go. You write down everything under the sun. If you have to write down, I need to spend a million dollars to learn how to get this, write it down. Mm -hmm. The next plan might be, how are we going to get a million dollars? Yeah. So and that was the primary reason why I wanted to come on here, because I think that that planner, I think, can help your audience. So what I'm doing is I'm creating a, um, a landing page on my website. It's the greatest on the planet dot com forward slash planner. And somebody can go there and they can download the planner for free, print it out at home, put it in a three ring binder and they can start using it today. So I have one with me. I'll show you what it looks like if it's OK with you. So this is the planner and I called it the think, I don't know if that shows up right on your screen or not, but it's the think, it's the, it's called the think big planner. I guess it's over here, right? It's go, called yeah. the think big planner. Okay. And the reason why is because let's say we wanted to say a really, really, really crazy thing that we wanted. I want to be the president of the United States. That's big, right? I want to be the president of the United States. Okay. So you'd write that down. I want to be the president of the United States. Why do I want to be the president of the United States? Well, because I want to do a better job than Donald Trump, or I want to do as equally good as Donald Trump, or I want to continue what Donald Trump did. Whatever your why is, is the why you would want to be the president. You can write that down, right? Then how do I become the president? Well, in this situation, there's only certain things you're going to know how to do in order to become the president, right? Because it would probably take a lot of people to help you, right? But that how column is where you live. You know, well, the first thing I would need to do is probably find out what does it take to be the president, right? Am I old enough to be the president, right? So you start writing down all these things that it would actually take to be the president, right? And if you worked on those every single day for the rest of your life, do you think you will be closer to becoming the president or further away? A lot closer. A lot closer, right? So it's a really super simple thing to do. And I'll just quickly show you what it looks like so you can take a look at it. So it's very simple, right? I like to keep things simple. In my, in my life, there's usually so much going on that complexity just slows things down. So try to keep everything as simple as possible. So I'll, I'll try to zoom in so you can see it, right? Now, is this backwards for you, Kai, or is this normal? Or can you see yeah, it? Yeah, that's good, yeah. Okay, right. So, um, so over here, it says what, why, and then how, right? And it doesn't take up the whole page because down here towards the, 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 the bottom half of it, We've got a little to-do list, right? Because when we're working on the how section, we also have, you know, might have kids. We might have uh, a girlfriend or, you know, uh, a husband or a boyfriend or kids or whatever, right? So we've got things we have to do in life. Mm -hmm. So I have a spot for that. Then I've got a spot for goals. So you can write down your goals that you have. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people, like a lot of successful people will tell you, well, you have to have gratitude. Right. And you have to be you know, grateful for the things that you already have. And I truly do believe that. OK. However, what gratitude is going to bring you is happiness. It's not necessarily going to bring you more. So, so let's say, for example, if we were stuck outside in a snowstorm. Right. And we didn't have any surroundings around us or anything. Right. We could certainly sit there and we could say, I sure am happy a hurricane's not coming through here right now. I sure am grateful that we don't have a hurricane. I'm happy for what we have, right? And I am definitely not of that mindset. I would be like, fuck this. I'm on this way right now, but I am not okay with where we're at. I, I am not. If, if, if we're in a good spot, we want to have gratitude for it. But I am not going to be grateful for something that's a bad situation. If we're in a bad situation, I want nothing to do with it. So instead of being in, in, in the face of gratitude, what I want to do, and you already mentioned the word, it's my favorite word ever, is I want to win in every single thing I do. 
So I do not want to write down what I'm grateful for. I want to write down that I'm winning. And the reason why is because if I believe I'm a winner, right? I've seen it. I've done it before. I know I can win, right? We're not, we don't ever want to lose. When somebody comes to me and they're like, well, you know, you have to fail if you want to win. No, we do not. Let the other guy fail. We want to win in everything we do. We want to keep working on the how forever until we can get the win. That's what we came for, right? In my personal opinion, that's what we want. And then the only other thing I have on it down at the bottom is the diet. And the reason I wrote diet down here, the reason we have it here, is just because what gets measured gets improved. So if you simply write down what it is that you're eating, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not going to tell somebody what they should eat or what they shouldn't eat. But um, if, you, if you can see it, if it's in your face, hey, I'm eating a lot of popcorn, well, that might be part of the problem, right? So um, I wrote that down to you. So the planner is literally inside of it, one page, right? You just print out one page, I don't know, 30 times or however many times you want to print it out, and you put it in a one-inch ring binder. You're going to need a three-hole punch to put the holes in it, and then it comes with a cover, and the cover is just a reminder that you got to think big, you know, while you're doing all this, and it, I've been doing it for 20 years, and I mean, I I'm pretty successful. So, I mean, I don't see why somebody else would want to do it. And I, I don't think, um, uh, you know, I don't, I could charge for it. I don't need to. You just go to my website, thegreatestontheplanet.com forward slash planner. It's not up yet, but it will be in a couple of days. And, uh, you know, somebody can have it for free. Nice, man. So for the people who, because I used to have a problem with this too. It's, uh, do you think limiting beliefs is a factor or have oh, you yeah. account, accounted for that factor when you're doing this? Because obviously like, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, this is just, you know, the, the, the hand that life has dealt for me. You know, I'm not supposed to be rich. I'm not supposed to be this. I'm not supposed to be that, whatever it is. So is that a, a factor or how can you help those people be like, hey, you know, you're capable of more. You can do more a lot. You don't have to stick with what, you know, what life has handed you, you know, just go after what you want, right. keep going, don't stop. Like, what would you like to tell right. those people who feel like they can't accomplish greatness? Right. Well, here's the thing. If they get my planner, okay, they will see that they can. I'm telling you, this is the answer. You write down whatever it is you want. I want to buy a new car. Why do you want a new car? Because I'm sick of taking the bus. Okay, fine. That's a really good reason. How are we going to get the new car, right? Now we're going to write down how are we going to get the new car, right? Well, I'm probably going to need to make more money, right? I need to go find out how much the car is. I need to check my credit score. I need to find out what the credit requirement is to buy a car, right? I got to find out, you know, what kind of car I want, right? So you write down all of these things, right? And what, what's great about it is the only date that's on it is at the very top of the page. At the very top of the page, you write down what day it is. And the reason why is because you save these things. And you go back in six months or six years, and you look at it and you go, oh my gosh, I remember when I wanted to buy that car. And I don't even own the car anymore, right? The car's gone. But this is how you get what you want in life, right? And when you start doing things like that, you know, because you're right, people are conditioned. You know, I was just talking about this. When I was a kid, I would go out riding around with my dad and we'd go to like a nice neighborhood or something like that. And he would say, boy, it must be nice. It must be nice, you know, to have this. And, 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 and it's amazing, but I don't say that at all. We just go get the house. You know what I mean? We're not going to sit around and go, it must be nice. We're going to actually go do it. How are we going to do it? Well, we're going to write down, I want a big house. We're going to write down, why do I want a big house, right? Then we're going to write down, how am I going to get a big house? And eventually we're going to have the big house. Mm -hmm. It's not rocket science. It's really simple. And you're right. People do do that all the time, but they don't write it down. They don't go to a planner. They're just telling themselves a story in their head. They're not actually working on the how over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's not many successful people I know that don't have their goals written down. You know, you have to have clarity. You have to know, like you said, everything that's in that planner is gold because you have to know what you want. You have to know why you want it. And you have to know the steps of how you're going to get it. 
it's, it's the why, like you said, that keeps you going. Even when you feel like unmotivated, if, if you feel like uh, I don't want to do it today, it's the why that'll keep dragging you through that process to get to your vision. And you know, what's funny too, like, like now that you bring up your planner and, you know, we're talking about goals, I want to show you something real quick too. It's just right here. So, so this is my, uh, <laughs> it's like, a it. yeah, it's like a, a to do. And I have actually, it's kind of funny that you're on my podcast now because um, I have like 50 people I wrote at the bottom of who I want to be on here. And you're actually one of them. Get out and of I, here. Wow, that's yeah. cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love and it. I now, here's I, the thing, though. Kyle, there's one thing, though, right? You wrote yes. down a to-do list, mm -hmm. right? The thing about that is what, what's different, and the reason it's called Think Big, right, is because on most to-do lists, what people write is what they know they can do right we do not do that here here we write down what do we want right this isn't a to-do list although it does have a to-do list section right what do we want right so you could say i want a ten thousand square foot house well how am i going to get a 10 you say i want a jet you can say whatever you want to say why do i want it see the why is really what stops people well and they don't do the how right they don't work on how am i going to get it right but like as an example, I came to the realization that there's a very good possibility, unless something really changes in my life, I will never own a private jet. And somebody would go, well, that's a horrible goal. Why would you want to have that? And the reason is, is because I don't have a why. Unless I have a why of why I would have to have the private jet, I'm not going to do the how to get it. What am I going to do with it when I get it? Park it at the airport? I, mean, I don't have a reason to have one, right? So you got to have a why as to why you would want to do it, right? I mean, one of my friends, he wants a, you know, he wants to buy a yacht, you know, and his why is because that's what he, that's his, to him, that's freedom. You know, with a yacht, I can go anywhere in the world. I can just leave the, the marina and, you know, he, he's not looking for a, a, a cabin cruiser. He wants like a hundred foot yacht. You know what I mean? He's got, you know, big goals and big dreams and big ambitions, but he's got a strong why. I don't have a strong why for a yacht, so I would never have one. But that to-do list you have probably is things that you know you can accomplish or you wouldn't have wrote them down there. Actually, you know, uh, I have a lot of people, like, for example, um, I might have a uh, representative elect, like I've been posting, and that was way out of my, you know, like comfort zone. But I guess, Good. I've been doing the, the setting goals for a long time. So I know like to keep the, the, the process should be to expand yourself and get out of your comfort zone. So I'm always pushing to get out of my comfort zone. Um, but also, I believe you're releasing a, a course too as well, correct? I am. Yeah. So, so process of evolution, right? So when I started the, um, the employee um, program, right? So with, I'm helping business with employees, right? I have a, a workbook, okay? And I'm selling the workbook for $99, okay? This is how much I'm doing it for, right? Mm -hmm. And through process of, you know, evolution, just like I talked about with Disney, starting out with, you know, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and now they own Fox News, you know? I mean, it starts someplace and you go someplace else with it. So things kept going up. Well, what, what happened was the, the level, the, the quality of my clientele went up. Okay, so I now so some of the clients I have now are um, private equity firms. Okay, so a private equity firm will go in and buy a business for a hundred million dollars or sell it for a few hundred million dollars. So if I go to them and tell them, listen, I've got something and I want to sell it to you for ninety nine dollars, I sound like an idiot. So I don't do that. So we started out, we're at you know seventy five to one hundred thousand dollars, and there's usually a piece of upside in that for me too. However, I still also get a lot of people who want to talk to me about, um, you know, helping them, you know, can you help me with my business? And the answer to that is I can. The problem is you can't afford me. You know, you're going to need a lot of money in order to be able to pay me. And I don't think you have the money. So what I did was I said, okay, well, here's what I can do. What if I create a course, I create a program or something where I can talk to them and tell them, I mean, a lot of the things that I would tell them, you and I haven't even touched on, right? And we got to go way, way, way back to, to things that they don't know that they probably should know. So uh, I, I'm creating a course. It's almost done right now. And it's basically broken out into three sections. And the three sections of the course are, are this. 
The first one, and what I believe to be the most important thing in business, is what most people don't don't understand. And when I when I say it to them, they're like, "You're absolutely right." But I'll, I'll go through it with you real quickly. Does McDonald's have the best hamburger on planet Earth? No. No. Everybody would say that, right? Not even close, right? Mm -hmm. But they do twenty-one billion dollars a year in sales. They have roughly 41,000 locations and they have a million employees. How did they do that if they don't have the best hamburger? The system, right? No, it's because they're the best known. You have to be the best known. The reason that Joe Rogan was able to sell his podcast for $100 million is because it's the best known podcast. If it was Joe's basement and nobody ever heard of it, he wouldn't have sold it for anything, right? So the number one most important thing in business is you have to get known. You have to. Everybody needs to know who you are. I'm talking fame status. The most important thing you can do today is not wake up in the morning and say to yourself, how can I get my, my more people on my podcast? The best thing you could say is, how can I become more famous? Because the more famous you become, the more people you'll get on your podcast. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is I've created a course around that. Get your name out there. You got to get known. Okay. And I'm not going to sell that course for very much money at all. It's going to be a very inexpensive thing. It's not going to be a huge course, but it's also going to be inexpensive. And then I'm also creating one, which is to, to get your name known and understand the business side of it. So you've got business and and the, the notoriety and the fame portion of it. Um, you're in Vegas, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so in Vegas, you might see TV commercials, for example, of a local injury attorney, right? Have you been in a motorcycle accident? Call 1-800-blah-blah-blah, right? <laughs> right. That attorney is also the, the best paid. Because he's the best known, he's also the best paid, right? That's how it works in your business. That's how it works in my business. That's how it works in McDonald's business, right? So, so um, we're going to do that. And then we're going to do business success. And then the third option that I'm going to have is you can just pay to work with me directly. Um, and we'll communicate um, throughout the year. And you'll like have me in your back pocket. So um, three courses. But um, I want to give your people a discount on it. It's not out yet, although we could probably get it out um, by time uh, um, this this gets released. But you know what we could do if you want is um, the way I'm going to set it up is I'm going to do the get your name known one for uh, 495 bucks, okay. and then I'm going to do the um, it's called the the um, business and success accelerator. Um, program. That's the, the one that does business and um, the getting your name out there and getting known. Um, that one we're going to sell for $2,995. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that works with me directly, we're going to do that one for $25,000 a year. So what I think would be fair to you is why don't we, we'll give the middle one, the $2,995 um, one, we'll give that one to your listeners for $495. Wow. That's a great deal. So just to clarify again, everybody that is listening right now, if you want to get this, it's the business and success accelerator. Yeah. Um, it's normally for 2,995. Yeah. He's giving it for 495 for all of our listeners. So on yep. Spotify, on the rest of our platforms, um, if you want to check it out, where can they go to check it out at? Um, it, well, it, it's going to be at um, the greatest on the planet.com. And it's right. spelled out just like it sounds, the greatest on the planet.com. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be forward slash courses. And then inside courses, there will be three options and they can do the middle one. And how about if we just give them a promo code and a promo code will be your name. If we just put uh, Kai down as the, um, the um, what do they call that thing? The coupon code or whatever. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll make sure. Code. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to put that in the links as well. Yeah, perfect. So, also, um, so mainly it sounds like, because this is a phrase I hear a lot, attention is a new currency. Uh, I hear it so many times. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yes. <laughs> okay. 
So, uh, yeah, because I see, I see, especially in uh, my generation and the technologies and, you know, all this in for the information age, people are mad, like on Instagram, you know, trying to get Instagram famous and trying to use TikTok to get, you know, their name out, their brand out, their company, all these businesses, all these people, they're, they're trying to come up with so many different ways. Really, what it comes down to is attention. Mm-hmm. So the more attention that's you can get on right. you. So that's something you talk about. Um, <clears throat> the number one thing. Yeah. So what, what are some other good ways that people can get their name out on marketing, especially if they don't have like that much money? Um, well, well, here's what I believe is give something away for free. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to do that, but I'm doing it. Look, remember yeah. the planner, right? Yeah. It's free, <laughs> right? So whatever you can do to help. Now, now that is, you know, my situation is a little weird because I'm not actually looking for the customer, right? The person who's going to take this down is not the person who's going to hire me, but I do want to get my name out there. The more people that know who I am, the better off it is for me, right? I don't know who they know. Their dad could be a successful person at, you know, a big, you know, construction firm and they're looking for some help somewhere. And, you know, his daughter, whatever son might go, Hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. You should go see if he can help you. And, um, you know, I could get something from it. So, so doing something for free and, and a lot of businesses do do something for free. So does it cost you money to use Google maps? No. Do you think it costs Google a bunch of money to create Google maps and drive around and take pictures of everything and images from outer space and, you know, all the things they have to do to create Google maps cost them billions of dollars probably. Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't make any money off of it. So that's what, you know, they also need to do, right? So, you know, as an example, if somebody was a, um, you know, I don't know, let's say, for example, a podcaster, right? If, if you were a podcaster and you wanted to get really, really known, right, amongst people, you could, as an example, you could offer a service that you help people get on podcasts, right? And then you take that and you'd market it to, as an example, public relation firms, tell the public relation firm, listen, I'm going to help get your guy on a podcast. If your guy needs to be on a podcast, reach out to me and I'll get him on the podcast. And then what happens is they reach out to you and they're like, Hey, can you get me on a podcast? Yeah. I can get you on mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Why Um, not? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. Oh, go ahead. So, so free, you know, do something for free. People, people enjoy free. Nobody's paying to go on Facebook. Nobody pays for Facebook marketplace. Nobody pays for Facebook messenger, right? This stuff is all done for free. So if you want to do something to get your stuff out there, offer something for free, it'll help you. Yeah. And that's pretty good, especially when you first start, right? Cause obviously when you first start, nobody knows you. So doing things like that, which is something I I like giving to people, like we were speaking about earlier, for people who don't have money, who are just starting from the bottom. uh, This is one good way is giving your stuff for free. Um, But but there's another some practical advice I want to get from you. Um, So let's say I have a product or an idea. I want to make a business out of it. What things should people know to take that idea to the market and grow it? Also, what are the difficulties they should expect before they start? Obviously, everybody is, you know, in multiple businesses of different aspects, different fields, whatever. But for, uh, you know, the the person who's just starting, who doesn't have any business experience, uh, what difficulties should they expect on the way? And how do they take their idea to the market? What's a good way? Well, So so you're talking to me. okay? so I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for anybody. And like I said, I like to keep it simple, but it's harder than they think. So so one of my clients um, private equity firm just looked at a deal for a company that is a startup. And um, essentially what they do is they monitor um, the, um, in the, 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 they gauge where somebody's at in their case of dementia. Okay. So they, if they find out exactly where they're at and then they can monitor it over time, um, you know, they can do things to improve it and extend their quality of life for longer because of this um, program. Okay. Now, so here's why it's harder than you think. So they went out and they raised $70 million in private equity money to bring this thing to, 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 to market. Okay. Right. 
it generated $10 million in sales and they have spent $70 million. They're out of money. Right. Well, if you only brought in 10 million and you spent 70 million, you either need a lot more money or this isn't going to work. Right. So, so it's hard. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's hard when you go on Shark Tank, right? And you see all, all these people and they're like, you know, if you, you, you have to not read the between the lines, but you have to listen to what they really say. Right. And what they'll really say is, you know, well, how are, how are sales? Well, sales are $1.3 million. And they'll go, okay, well, how was your profitability? Well, we're losing money. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you brought in <laughs> $1.3 million, but you're losing money. Right. And then yeah. what will happen is, you know, the, the, the viewer is all excited because the viewer sees somebody putting a deal together with Mark Cuban or, you know, one of the other sharks. And they think, well, that could be me one day. Right. But the guy said he's losing money. Right. <laughs> Let's not forget that the guy's losing money. So, you know, my advice to somebody bringing something to market is, you know, you got to have the stomach for it. It, it. it might be harder than you think. And, and even if you look at a really successful company, take Facebook, for example, right? It's an incredibly successful company. You know, when Facebook was growing up, when they were building and getting bigger, they needed a massive amount of server space, okay? And they had a platform that didn't generate any money. So how can we get more servers if we don't have any money? We're not charging for this. This is free, right? So what they did was they went to Goldman Sachs and they told Goldman Sachs, listen, we need to borrow, you know, $500 million or, you know, whatever the number was that they needed to borrow. We need to go put in, you know, 30,000 servers. We don't have the money to do it. So Goldman Sachs said, no problem. We'll give you the money, but you have to give us a piece of the company. And so you have to give up ownership in the company along the way. And, and that's actually what happened to this company with the dementia thing. They gave up ownership in order to get that $70 million. And now they're talking to my client, wanting my client to give them more money. And so I sat on the phone and I listened to the conversation. I'm thinking to myself, no chance in hell are we doing that? <laughs> you burned through $70 million and brought in $10 million. I don't want to be the next $70 million, right? We, we, we're looking to win here. So when somebody's bringing something to market, it's significantly harder than they think. I'm not telling them not to do it. Millions of people do it every single day, but you got to have the stomach for it. It's probably going to be harder than you think it is. Mm. Yeah, that's another common problem that I see a lot too, because I, I have a few friends, they want to start their own business and all sort of stuff. And they automatically from the beginning without any business experience, start looking for investors. <laughs> and uh, it's like, they're not bringing any money yet, no sales, all this other stuff. And it's like, you haven't learned how to handle debt or do anything else. So why should someone, you know, invest in you? Yep, you're right. <laughs> but let's talk to the people who have established, you know, a good, good business already, and maybe they have too many sales coming in and, you know, we need to expand. What are some common uh, solutions to help those people expand? Obviously, uh, like some of the most common ones, if you if you know any and want to talk about those to help people expand when they have too many sales and too much, you know, like they want to grow, but maybe they don't have, you know, whatever they need or the office space or the warehouse or, uh, you know, like you said, the servers. What's a good way to expand and grow and scale your business? Yeah, so... Um... First of all, right now, that's not necessarily a huge problem. I mean, a lot of people, you know, I've seen a lot of people go, oh, my God, this has been the best year I've ever had. Okay. A lot of people have said that, right? And my response to that is that's because the government pumped $3 trillion into the economy. That had nothing to do with your ability to grow a business. Nothing. Like, you're, this has not been a phenomenal year if we extract that out of the equation. Right. If we pull that three trillion dollars they pumped into the economy, if the twelve hundred dollar stimulus checks didn't come, if the five hundred dollars per kid didn't come, if, you know, the, the uh, payroll protection um, plan money didn't come, if the EIDL money didn't come, if none of that came, it's not been a good year. It's been a horrible year. Right. And it's still a horrible year, even with that. And people go, oh, no, it's a really good year. It's a really good year. But so so. I do have some clients who have this, this problem, okay? And the problem is they were able to grow, okay, because of this. And the, the, the challenge is they're not necessarily any richer. So money is a problem, right? So, okay, we're a little bigger because the government pumped $3 trillion into it. I'm praying to God they do it again. Um, so it helped, right? Um, 
but we you know what can we do because money is an issue. So here's what I'm advising them to do two things, both people related, because people are really what we have. If, if we take my business or your business or any business, right, and we extract the people out of it, the only thing we have is a piece of paper filed away at the state someplace. It doesn't function. If you go away, there is no podcast. If I go away, there is no the greatest on the planet, right? It, it, you know, if, you know, if, if all of the people, every single person, every last person left Facebook, it wouldn't operate. Right. So it's all people. Everything runs around people. I don't care if you're a one person show or you've got a million employees, it's, it revolves around the people. So what you want to do is you want to focus there. Okay. So I'll give you an example of one of my clients. And I just commented about this today. So they have about 20 employees and the problem is the employees are younger. They're mostly high school or just out of high school people. And they're all not getting paid a lot of money because, you know, people go, well, it's a starter job. And you don't have to pay a lot of money. You don't really know what you're doing, right? So the challenge, though, is we have a poor quality of employee. So because we're only paying $8, $9, $10 an hour for the employee and it's a high school person, we're also not getting much out of them, right? Like we can't close the business every day if we don't have two people there. Right. Whereas if we had a better employee, we might be able to get one person. So what we're doing when we're in growth, right, which is the challenge that people are having, right? When we're in growth, we want to see, you know, where we're spending money, right? Labor is definitely a place where we're spending money. And what can we do to reduce that? So what we're doing in that situation is we went back and I told them, and they're fine with this. They said, okay, it sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to hire a better quality employee. We want to spend more money. We want to take some of the money that we have and we want to say, okay, we're looking for a $14 an hour employee, not a $10 an hour employee. But we also understand that because we're paying you more money, we're going to get rid of the person under you who's not that good, right? So it's a reallocation of money to a better quality person. So that, that'd be one thing you could do. And the other thing that you can do that's really big right now is just use a gig worker. So hire somebody to do whatever aspect of the job that is. And then when they're done with that, they're done with you, right? If we need you again, we'll, um, we'll, we'll have you do it again. So like for me, as an example, I'm doing that um, with the course that I'm building. So I have a few people working on that course. It's not just uh, myself. I'm working on it. But then I think I have, I have three other people. And some of those people are actually companies. So I have somebody doing the graphics for me for um, the display graphics, like the, the fixed graphics. Then I have somebody editing the videos. And then I have somebody also putting the um, videos on the uh, website so um, we can stream off of it. Now, when I'm done with that, I might be done with them, right? But, you know, if you're growing and you need more people, you know, a gig worker is a very good way to do that. You just hire somebody to do one specific job and they understand that's their job. And then when that's done, they're done. So how important would you say the hiring process is versus the training process? For example, like you, like you said, hiring $9 an hour people um, maybe they come in and they have like no experience, but what about the training process of it? Which one would you say is more important? Cause me, I would say the, the training process of it, because I've, I've seen, you know, obviously like one of my favorite movies, Wolf of Wall Street, he takes people that, you know, have no sales experience and he turns them into like, you know, crazy salespeople. Um, right. which one would you say is more important or should people focus on more of the hiring process or the training process? I'm going to say it depends on the job. So, so we'll say, um, you know, uh, my, my, my kids and I are um, roller coaster junkies. We like going to roller coaster parks and <laughs> I see know, it theme, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Theme parks and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, yeah. we say, if you're not riding, you're not living, you know what I mean? You gotta, <laughs> we, not only do we want to go down a 300 foot drop, we want to be in the front row when that happens. Right. Um, yeah. But you know, the crazy thing is most of those rides are ran by 16 year olds. That's how old you have to be to operate a ride. When, when, when you go to a park, and I'm talking, you know, the biggest parks in the world are, are, are operated by 16-year-olds. 
And what they've done, it's not that because they've trained them so well to be able to run that ride. It's because they've put enough procedures in place that a 16-year-old can't screw it up, right? So, so I'll, I'll give you the example of my client again, where they've got the 20 employees and we need to get some better employees. Training might be a little bit of their problem, but it's not the biggest part. The biggest part of that problem is communication. They don't talk to the customer. And I can't train them to do that. I can tell them, yeah, you got to talk to the customer. I can tell them what to say to the customer. But the thing is, if they don't communicate, if they're not communicators, right, then they're not going to be able to do it. So what we want, the reason that we're, that we're changing the employee is because it's easier to just get a new employee, somebody that knows how to communicate, and we'll start the process over again, than it is to try to take somebody who doesn't like to communicate and try to force them to communicate. Right. So does a 16 year old operating, you know, Millennium Force at Cedar Point or, you know, um, the, uh, you know, any other kind of roller coaster, do they communicate with anybody standing in line? No. So you can take anybody and as long as they can follow the procedure, as you would call it in the training manual, right? It's not really training. It's a procedure. They put procedures in place, you know, that, you know, check the, the track and make sure there's no other cars moving, right? You know, make sure all the seatbelts are tightened. You know what I mean? Make sure this green light is on when you push the, the go button. If this malfunctions, don't push that button, right? So it's just a bunch of procedures that were um, put in place, right? Now that's one scenario where, you know, a 16 year old can function well, okay? Is a 16 year old gonna be able to function well at the service department of a car dealership when the brakes went out and killed somebody's kid. No, right? I don't care what your procedure manual is or what your uh, training program is, right? There are certain things you're not gonna be able to train the employee to be able to do um, because they're just not the right person for the job. Mm -hmm. So are there any necessities you would say that covers all businesses? Like what do all businesses, no matter what you do, need to have like any softwares? Because obviously we see, especially today, there's always some new marketing thing coming on saying, hey, if you, if you come with us, we'll help you make, you know, 10 times the amount of what you're making now. Right. Um, you know, especially like people in social media, like, do you have to be on social media as a business? Because obviously we see a lot of people in businesses, they're on TikTok, they're doing all these different ways. Is there a necessity in no matter what business or field you're in that you have to do this or you have to have this in order to be successful? Well, you got to be known. I mean, without a doubt, if somebody doesn't know who you are, um, it's the number one thing. You know, I mean, like you said, attention is the new currency and it absolutely is. I mean, what people are doing though, I, I understand so much. I could talk to you right now with a conversation that you just said. I could talk to you for the next seven days about it, okay? I mean, people are use, utilizing social media and they're putting a bunch of data out on social media, a bunch of content, you could say, out on social media because it's a way to get a bunch of eyeballs on them without spending money. And what they really want to do is not spend money. That's what the real thing is with them, right? So they're like, well, I've got 50,000 followers on Instagram. Okay, well, how are you monetizing that? Well, I'm not. Okay, well, I'm working with a, a private equity firm right now who's going to do $100 million this year in sales, and they don't have Facebook. Mm. So I don't care how many, I don't care what your attention is, right, in, in, in that regard. You know, if, if, it's, if it's going to help you, I quit running Facebook ads for that very reason. I would do a Facebook ad, right? I'm looking for attention, right? I want attention for myself. I would do a Facebook ad and I would properly do it so I know what I'm doing. And it would get shared, shared 5,000 times. I'm not joking. I can go tag you in some of the posts. I've got posts that have been shared um, 15,000 times with a million views on them, but it didn't produce a sale. And I'm in business to make money. Right. So I'm not going to keep putting my money after, you know, eyeballs on me and it's not producing a sale. I, I, I was, I'm obviously doing something wrong. Right. The money needs to be spent on um, other things and not on, um, you know, just a bunch of brand awareness that isn't going to produce 
um, any money. I personally, I call Facebook, I left my wallet at home because like most people on there, you know, when you start talking about buying something, like, oh, I'm not buying nothing on Facebook, you know, and then you go to LinkedIn and you start talking to somebody about spending money and they want to jump on a call, you know, so, um, you know, it's, it depends on where you're at and what you're doing, but, you know, just having a bunch of followers and stuff like that is not necessarily going to, um, uh, you know, give you any money. And we're, we're, we're business people, we're in business to make money. Right. So essentially what you're saying is you not only want to get attention, you want to direct them to somewhere where you can get, you know, use that attention to your advantage and monetize it. So I think this is, you want want to bring value, right? So like you with your business, right? If you went on on Facebook every single day and you're like, look at me, look at me, look at me, why not Instagram every single day, look at me, look at me, look at me. It might not get any viewers or any guests on your podcast. So why would you want to do that? And I would contend you don't. So what would you want to do instead? Well, I don't know. Run a program that says I can help you get on podcasts, right? And it's free, right? And then you become famous because everybody thinks you're the guy who can get them on a podcast for free. And next thing you know, you're interviewing Will Smith and (laughs) I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right? so they don't want to do that. They just want to go on there and they want to go, I've got 50,000 followers on Instagram and I respond with, who cares? Mm-hmm. Is it paying you money? Because if it's not paying you money, I don't care. Mm-hmm. We're so in actually, to make money. Right. So that actually can help a lot of people um, in my generation. Because I, I know a bunch of, you know, I have tattoo artist friends. I have photography friends. I have, you know, people that want to be rappers and they all have, you know, their Instagram. And the goal for a lot of them is to become like Instagram famous. Which actually goes back to your course, right? Your your uh, what is it? Your uh... yeah, business and success accelerator. Yep. Yes. Okay, and that'll help them with that as well, correct? It will, but the thing is, in, in there, they're gonna find out how it works, right? So, so I'll give you an example. Okay, Instagram is pay to play now. It didn't used to be, but it isn't very much pay to play today. Right. So when Instagram first started, Instagram was a photo, and this is like stuff that's in the course, right? Instagram was a photo editing app. So you would take a picture on your phone, you would upload it to Instagram, and you would change the filters on it, the background, get rid of the wrinkles in your face, you know, whatever you wanted to do with the app, right? And your friends would see the pictures that you were posting. They'd be like, oh, I like that picture. I'm going to follow them, right? And see what else they're doing with their pictures. Because I like to look at their pictures. This is how Instagram started. Well, People were getting followers left and right when the thing first started because it didn't hurt anybody to follow anybody, right? I would just go follow you. So then what would happen is somebody would end up with 15,000 followers or whatever, and they would end up getting, um, they'd post a picture and they would end up getting, you know, 4,000 hearts from the 15,000 followers that they have. Mm -hmm. Well, in 2000, I think it was 2018, Facebook came out and Facebook said, well, we got to quit showing your hearts. You can't, can't, can't give you that many hearts anymore because some girls in Australia killed themselves because they weren't getting enough hearts. So now what we're going to do is we're going to restrict everybody's hearts. And even though thousands of people have seen that, we're not going to show how many hearts there actually are. You're going to get like 10, right? So I have friends who have like a quarter of a million followers and they'll be lucky to crack 1500 hearts on a post. Now you might say, why is that? Well, it's because it's pay to play. So what happened is Facebook bought Instagram for a billion dollars. Now, if you're getting a bunch of hearts on your stuff for free, why would you pay us? You're not going to. Well, we want you to pay us. So because we want you to pay us, what we're going to do is we're going to restrict your hearts. So here's what I tell people, and I swear to God, this is true. If you want a th- if you want thousands of people to see your Instagram post, give Facebook five bucks, and they'll let thousands of people see it. I did one for my planner. I, I put a it was like a, a month ago. If you go to the post that I put up, it shows like five. I, I don't know how many is on there. Not many. Maybe like five or ten hearts are actually visible, right? But when I went to my notifications and I looked at, thousands of people saw that post thousands. I mean, maybe tens of thousands saw the post, right? Because I put a hundred dollars behind it. And if you're willing to put Facebook, if you're willing to give Facebook money, they're willing to put you out in, uh, in, in, in front of people. And, and Facebook is the same way. If you've got a Facebook business page 
And my Facebook business page has um, 50,000 followers. And people ask me all the time, how do you get 50,000 followers on your Facebook business page? Because I ran posts that got shared 15,000 times. I paid for it. That's how you got to pay to play. People, and that's the part, you know, you and I discussed this. That's part of small business. They don't want to pay. They just want to, you know, they think they, because they're good at what they do, they should just show up and make a bunch of money and they shouldn't have to pay for anything. And it doesn't work. That's awesome. All right. Well, is there any, uh, I guess just wrapping it up, is there anything else, any uh, final words or anything else you would like to add or talk about? No. I mean, you know, if you, if you, if you get the planner, again, it's the, the greatest on the planet.com and then it's forward slash planner. You know, what I want you to do is when you print it out at home, put it through a three ring punch hole and, you know, start using it. Think as big as you possibly can. Go big or go home. That's what I say. And then once you start on that how list, you start ticking off those how lists, don't quit and you will end up with what you want. So um, it's the greatest on the planet.com forward slash planner. Awesome. And I'll put that in the links too for everybody, for my Spotify listeners and on the other platforms. I'll, I'll make sure to put that in the list. Yeah. And uh, John, I appreciate you coming on. And the on. course too. Okay. Put the course on there too. Of course. Yes. Um, so the course works for a lot of people. It's, it's, uh, again, it's called the, what is it? Wealth and success. Oh, business accelerator, right? Business and yep, success. Yeah. Yep. Business and success accelerator, but it'll be, it'll be at the greatest on the planet.com forward slash courses. And then okay. if they go to the $2,995 one and they put in your name, Kai, they'll get the discount on it and it'll give them 495. Awesome. So what does that right. save them? 2,500 bucks or something? All right. <laughs> All right, John. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. All right. Hopefully it was a good interview for you. I definitely had fun. It's always good to talk to you. Oh, yes. All right. Everybody else, take care. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And oh, one, one last thing. Where can people find you uh, on social media? Or oh, yeah. Whatever, so um, pretty much, yeah, pretty much everybody can find me um, at the greatest on the planet. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash the greatest on the planet, instagram.com forward slash the greatest on the planet, pretty much everywhere is uh, the greatest on the planet. Okay. All right. Thank you again, John. Everybody All else, right, take care. You. All right. Bye.